Yeah, so they went to a 24 hour sale, got all the molds, like 9% off electronics and stuff. Uh, I am looking for a smart TV situation. This for no reason, it's midlife crisis. I just want a big TV, bro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hello actually and welcome to episode five of Buckle Up. This is a very, very special one because this guy right here on my right, absolute legend, someone who definitely needs more credit than what he, what he has right now. We got with us Saeed Saeed, who is the arts and culture editor. Journalist today. Journalist. Yeah. Big up to you, man. Salam alaikum. How are you? Pleasure to meet you, brother. It's always a pleasure working with somebody so passionate my man. You know, about the local scene. You know, people like you inspire us as journalists oh to do our God. jobs better. Yeah, you know? so, drop the mic. There's no nah. need to continue this, man. <laughs> Listen, Anna, I'm a big fan bro I've been here for two years now and I've seen you the way you write about things is really amazing now how did you get into writing like when did you discover like you're you're a dope writer it basically began with knowing what I could not do I wanted to be an, a pilot you know when oh. I was a kid you okay. know I mean, that was like the dream you know just to wear okay. you know the nice pilot suit travel around the world nice. you know the whole thing yeah and then I realized man you need maths and you need physics for that and I wasn't about that life <laughs> even as a young even you as a young absolutely I failed it <laughs> like four times I was if so bad if you failed in math not a problem look at Saeed Saeed right now the I was, national I was so bad at math that my math teacher said don't do maths again this is not for you <laughs> it was like flat out don't waste your time in such situations so from was there, there a special incident that made you like you wrote something an essay you were, what, how did you get into it it started off with reading Okay. And I think this kind you of read a lot. yeah. When I was a kid, I was just bored easily. You know how it is. Yeah. You know? Like you just like. You, where did you grow up? See, I was born in Abu Dhabi. I lived there till I was nine, and then I went to Australia when I was nine. So I lived there for twenty years. So that's Australia in Melbourne. Yeah. Wow. But you're from? Yes, yeah, so uh, it's originally from Eritrea. Eritrea. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of like you know my growing up years were in Australia. So I think till I was like fourteen, I was just kind of floating around, not knowing what I want to do. Mm. And then, you know, I just kind of discovered, you know, this book. And it sounds cheesy. The book isn't some kind of like, you know, how to change a life book. It was just a crime story, bro. It was just a book wow. by, it's called Hail to the Chief by a great writer called Ed McBain. Okay. I discovered it. The book was like, didn't sell well. It's just 1972 or something. Subhanallah. And that inspired you. I loved reading that book because like, this book felt so adult. You know, it's like, man, there's cops, there's robbers, mm. there's some swear words in there. I'm mm. like, man, I thought the book's always like, kind of, it's always like, you know, homework stuff. This yeah. was exciting, you know? <laughs> so from True. there, you know, okay. I read all the author's other books. And then from there, I started, man, I like writing too. So I started writing, copying these author's oh, stories. Oh, wow, incredible. For me, it kind of made me learn about reading. And how'd you get into journalism? So I was got, I was about grade 11, which okay. is about the time, I think, where you kind of have to kind of choose what you want to do. Yes. What I wanted to do was, I wanted to write and get paid for it. Bottom line okay. is like, yeah. you know, so, and journalism kind of seemed, you know, like the right fit. I went to journalism, to journalism school, journalism degree, you know, we studied everything. And the thing about journalism degrees as well, man, they don't teach you much. I mean, that's my next question. I know so many people like in the States and Canada, they've never been to journalism school. Don't I, get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's also your vibe and how you write and your knowledge and things. And oh, journalism is a, is a practical art. You can't learn that yeah. in school, yeah. in a sense. You have to go out there, you have to meet yeah, people. Yeah, they don't say paragraph one, write about yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you know, yeah. university. What does journalism mean to you, say? Look, journalism for me is telling stories, is meeting people and telling their story. I love you for that. And essentially, because I think there's a lot of artists that don't know how to tell their story. They're better at their music, but mm. not talking. 
Yeah. It's amazing when you're able to take the words out of their mouth. And it's not easy. Though. Interviewing musicians generally mm. is, 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 is difficult. Yeah. We, we don't want to kind of generalize all of them. Obviously. You know, but there is an element of you trying to pull teeth and you want them to express themselves, but they already express themselves in, the, in their best in way, the, in their yes, art. Yes, yes, exactly. So you're asking them to do something extra. Yeah. And so a lot of it is, you know, being friendly, what? being empathetic. Like I said, I've been here for two years. Mm. I've seen your work. Mm. Incredible. You cover a lot of big festivals. The one in, in Tunis, what's it called? Oh, Morocco. Morocco. Mawazine. That's Mawazine. coming up in the next Man, month. That's, that's a, like a big festival. That's a dope. Look, yeah. that, honestly, if you ever want to go to a festival, yeah. this is the one to go to. That's the one to go to, Mawazine. Huh? First okay. of all, it's not part of the world. We got we to gotta celebrate what we have. Yes. You know, number two, oh, man, it's yeah. huge. It has like eight stages oh god held all around the city which is it considered the biggest arab uh, festival biggest arab festival and yes down. yeah and one of the world's biggest world music festivals god, wow. so this year we're talking about we got the weekend oh you got the lineup already yeah oh. weekend okay we got um bruno mars oh okay and not even that what's most exciting is the beach stage right the beach, beach stage. stage right at the beach which is where all the african artists are playing oh and guess who's headlining the big one that one bro please tell me sean kuti what? Supported by Yasin Bey. Yo, yo, yo. Look, 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 look. I'm there. <laughs> I am there. Serious. I'm going there. I'm telling you. This what? is serious, yes. Yeah. Yasin so, Bey. Special guest. That's the man. closest Yasin yeah. Bey will be to me. Yeah, and Yasin's <laughs> living in Morocco. He has a house there, right? So he's just going down the road, probably. They're and coming to NYUAD, though. Yeah, Sean Cootie's coming to yeah. NYUAD. With uh, Egypt, or what's it called? Um, with, with Sarah, with, with, with Egypt AT. Yeah. That's like his father's band that he inherited. Yeah. You know? Listen, before we get into yeah. that, I mean, you've done a lot of work with NYUAD as well. Right. What do you think of their work? Because they're doing incredible work. I think what they're doing is important. I think what they're doing in yeah. terms of the NYU Abu Dhabi Art Center. True. Um, like shout out to Bill, man. Yeah, Bill Bragan, man, my homie. Like, if, if you're gonna write a book about the history of the UAE music scene, there's gonna be a chapter dedicated to NYU <laughs> and Bill. And Bill Bragan. Yeah. Because really yeah. what they did in terms of the music scene, yeah. they really kind of expanded the palette. Big time. You know what I mean? I mean, they're the one that get 47 sold here. Exactly. Which is, uh, and the thing is, People respond to this. Yes. Like a lot of the time with promoters, you know, they always go for the safe option. Well, yeah. I understand. It's, yeah. it's, it's their money. That's business. But you know. But with NYUAD and Bill, it's more cultural. Yeah, sure. exactly. Because the thing is, that, to be fair, I don't think they're also motivated by the bottom line. It's important to make money, but their whole yes, goal. Yes, their whole goal is not that. Is to expand, you know, the artistic scene here. True. So they can take risks that perhaps other promoters can't. Big time. Yeah. Saeed, name a few of the people that you've interviewed. Like you've interviewed some legends, bro. Just I want you to drop names. So we're talking hip hop? Everything. Okay. Definitely hip hop because I like hip hop. Okay, all right. And I know you're a hip hop head. Yeah, man. I know you're Black Thought. Yeah. Who just released an EP today. I yes. know you're a fan of Premier and all these old school people, that, the legends, you know? So, yeah, who so have you interviewed? In terms of the old school hip hop guys, I'm trying to go through them slowly over the okay. years. So who do we speak to? Um, yeah, we spoke to DJ Premier. You know, we spoke to Cube. Ice Cube. What? Yeah, I've Ice Cube. I've been trying to get Cube for a while. Oh my we God. We spoke, subhanAllah. Like, Did you ever interview Yassin Bey? No, not Yassin okay. Bey. I interviewed Ali, um, Ali, Ali, um, Ali Shaheed. Ali Shaheed. And when was that? Ali when you came here? SubhanAllah, bro, I'm just currently going. It's Ramadan. I'm going through a bit of a brand phrase. <laughs> Man, ATQ rapper. What? What's his name? Um, man, we had we're, that. We're both burnt freezed. Yeah, because bro, it's Ramadan. We gotta bring the phone, man. We gotta, bring it, bring it, bring gotta, it. But man, you've interviewed like rock scene and music scene. Have you interviewed someone from uh, Metallica? No. No, yeah, Metallica. I interviewed them twice. Twice. Okay. But, yeah, Metallica. Yeah, Metallica is great. So um, Q-tip, Q-tip, Q-tip. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're dead. Yeah, Q-tip. 
My man. Cool. You interviewed Q-Tip? Yes. You met him or like him? No, it's all on the phone. Look, what, I what's the interviews you do always on the phone? Because, I mean, they're all based in the States, yes. right? A lot of the time they call you, they give you 20 minutes. Mm. I mean, the thing is also as well, like when you interview these artists, it's not yeah. like, you know, you're having, you know, a coffee with them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You have 20, 25 minutes. To maximum get the story. Exactly. So a lot of the interviews just trying to get, it's very focused. Mm, so true. Talking about, about a certain project. topic. Yeah. Um, I was talking also about, about you, that when you interview people, mm. when you write it, you don't write it the Q&A kind of No, I don't you like write, yeah, me too. I don't like uh, that. It's a talent, I think, and it's not something easy to do. You get the story, mm. and then you write a story about yeah. it. Yeah. It's not like, what did you do today? Oh, I did this. It's like copy-paste kind of thing. No. I mean, the thing is, look, it depends. I mean, the Q&A serves a purpose, but I think if you're doing a Q&A with an artist, that artist better have some amazing things to say. Yeah. Like, his quotes needs to be fire. So if the quotes are like, you know, I just went, you know, I had a good time, and no. Because the reader doesn't yeah. get something out of it. True, amazing. With, with the story, what you're trying to do, you're trying to give context. When you're talking about an album that's out, okay, it's not just about the album. Okay, so the album's out. How does the album relate to the artist's body of work? Mm. What motivated him yeah. to release that album? And also, some of your work, I read that you go into it the lyrics-wise. Sometimes a certain song that is yeah. out there, you know. But so. I think also, particularly if you're doing hip hop, man. You yeah. Know, yeah, like you know, the talking lyrics, hip hop, man. Yeah. You see that Drake push a T thing? Look, that's a good thing. <laughs> that is a good thing like for hip hop. Okay. I mean, it's all entertainment. Yeah. You know, but in the terms of but man, push a T like really nailed yeah, it with the other one. But you know what? Though? At least they're bringing lyricism back yeah. to the forefront. So you know, these kids need to know True. that at the end of the day, you gotta have bars. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? You know, yes, to, yes. to stand supreme. Did you think that Pusha T went too far a little bit? With Noah Shabib, that the whole reference to, uh, to multiple sclerosis, yes. I winced. I was like, bro, that's mm. a little bit too far. That's far, huh? Yeah, I mean, I was yeah. just like... I, I kind of agree. I love Pusha. I think he's a legend. But man, it's hard, you know? Like, that's uh, Drake's best friend, his producer. Um. And I just kind of think he's better than that. And also, it's at risk of alienating his fans. True. So I think Pusha T kind of needs to kind of yeah. respond to that in his own time. Yeah, yeah. But just kind of say, yeah, but again, this is fierce, but it's warfare. Who's your favorite rap? Like, who do you like? Look, I love Black Thought. Oof. I think, like, you know, Black Thought, that's that like... That freestyle is yeah, fire. It's ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. you know? Don't you think he's underrated, bro? He's absolutely underrated. Man, he's really underrated. But then again, I just kind of feel like we're living kind of not in the age of the lyricists okay. anymore. Okay, okay, okay. You know? This is why I like this damn Pusha T Drake thing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It forces people to kind of Fine. go to genius.com or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. read the lyrics. Read the lyrics, yeah, find out. You know what I mean? This, For example, August Green, the new band, with, oh. with Common, Common and Kareem Riggins. That's lyrically some gold mines are in there, man. Man, Common is yeah. Talib's album that came out. Oof. No, you have an interview Common? Uh, no, with Talib, no. No, Common? No, 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 no. Common's on the list. Oh. You know, Who's someone you really want to interview with? Oh, look, Black Thought. Yeah. Um, and Common needs to be, in terms of hip-hop, Common. Yeah. When it comes to, the obviously, the National, mm. Uh, mm. one of the biggest, obviously, you know, newspapers in, in the region. Mm. You know, really amazing. How does that work in terms of, because you also shed light on the local scene a lot. Yeah. Like you, I said, said, you care a lot about the culture over here. I think it's part of our job, you know, as the paper, to kind of shed light. Look, I want to cut you here, sorry. Yeah. This is part of your job, but yeah. not a lot of people do it. Not a lot of people shed light about what's going on here. That's a fact. Yeah, you're, you're one of the very few. I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, yeah. But look, I mean, the, I'm not talking about the posting a picture. There's a gig here. I'm talking mm. about getting down with it. You know. Look, I was working as a music journalist in Melbourne. In Melbourne, it was great. The local music scene is ridiculous. And is it true? Sorry to cut you. Is yeah. it true that the music radio? Because I did my yeah. research. They say 60 or 70 percent of the music that plays on radio should be local. I mean, I mean, I don't know whether it's that percentage, but there's definitely a quota. I used to also host a radio show in Melbourne. Wow. And we used to, at the end of the show, write exactly all the 
songs that we played. So that, and, and we submit that to the board, and that way they know, okay, Saeed played his 20%, 30% local oh. quota. So that way there's monitoring. Yeah. And I mentioned the Australia thing because when I came here to the UAE, the scene here is mm. a little bit, not dead, but it's just growing slowly. Yeah, I don't even view what, what my job here is as journalism. Mm. I view it as me kind of recording history. Oh, big time. Right? Oh, you are. This is why you're in Buckle yeah. Up, because you give credit where credit is due. And ladies and gentlemen, this guy, you need to also support him. Like, when we interview artists, mm. artists should, I mean, they, and, they, and they do that, they should share their work. Yeah. The thing is, it encourages our editors, because they see, we, if we do more local artists, you get, you get bigger coverage. Yeah. So, it's kind of that thing. But the scene is growing wild, it you is, know? It is. And I like the idea of what I'm doing, is just kind of laying down some, some words that in the future generations can kind of say, oh, Mo Flow. Man, yeah. like this, oh, like, you know, so 20 years from now, they're going to go to Shabani's work. Yes, you yes. Know? So you're laying down, yeah. you know, the groundwork. Not, not to these. put you on the spot, yeah. but who, who do you like listening to here? In terms like of music, life, yeah. I mean, I see most of this, um, you know, I see, um, you know, most of the... Abri, like, uh, like I mean, look, Abri is great. Like, yeah. uh, so I see most of the locals, I see mostly live. That's where I kind of yes. digest their work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, so Abri is great. And Abri's been growing, man. I, was, man. You know, I saw Abri at Seoul. I saw Abri sing with Herbie Hancock. He opened for Shade. Yeah, like, you know, Shade. So, he you was ever interviewed Shade as well? Shade, yes. Oh, God, yeah. come on. Actually, that Just is... shut the uh, mic right there. Actually, Shade, that was the interview. That's the only <laughs> interview or I have to say I was absolutely petrified. <laughs> of course. Like, really, I was like... Ridiculous, of course. petrified. Dude, you know, just talking about it gives me oh my. She's like shit. a geisha, you know. Yeah. <laughs> How is she like? You, because I think she's, you did that in person, right? Yeah, she is funny. Really? She is, bro. She's a boy. <laughs> like you know, she's like, she's a girl that you take her to a shisha with you. Oh, nice. And that's and that's why I was shocked. Like she is like you know wow. she's loud. Okay. I mean she's down with the jokes. Oh my! She's you don't funny. get that. You don't feel yeah. that. But you know live she's kind of this, she's, she's like this, this Medusa. You know kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know like this Mona Lisa thing Yo. going on. But Sade is great, and but Sade man, is not as what as what we think That's she is. That was like a while back, no? That was my 2000. I think 2011. She came. Yeah. Bro, that was an amazing show. That, that was ridiculous. That was like probably her second last show ever. Yeah. And since then she's been quiet. It's ridiculous. Listen, man, I'm, I'm definitely in enjoying this conversation uh, with you. You're someone, again, uh, why you're on Buckle Up? Because you are someone that we need to give a credit to. Ah. And again, being in the community, I just want to say on behalf of the community, thank you for everything you're doing. Seriously, man, your work doesn't go unnoticed. I tell you that. But the problem is, shuf, mm. subhanAllah, mm. our first word in the Quran mm. is Iqra, mm. right? And sadly, we don't do that a lot. Mm. I'm mm. telling you, even mm. I'm talking about me. Mm. We need to do that more. But the thing yeah. is, it's like, how do we do that? Like, it's so funny because I wrote a, I wrote a piece about this, you know, about encouraging children to read. What is it called? It was a column. Okay. It was a column. So I, I always say, let kids read what they want. As long as they're reading. As long as they're as reading. As long as they're get reading. Get into the habit of reading. I mean, I didn't I myself get into that. Like, you go to Europe in the US, yeah. even if they're going for a two minute, three minute mm. train ride, yeah. boom, I told you. Yeah. That's the thing. We don't have that here. But I mean, like, you know, I just feel like, yes, encourage your kids to read, but let them read what they want first. Providing that, you know, it's like, you know, it's okay, it's not bad for their mental health you, or yeah. whatever. But I think before even what to read, you have to build an enthusiasm for these kids to read. You know, give them a voucher for Amazon, buy whatever you want, as long as you're reading the thing. Man. I mean, look, I'll be very honest with yeah. you, and I've said it before. Yeah. I've only read like four or five books in my life. Yeah. It's stuff that I'm liking. Absolutely. You're right. Basketball book, I've read a Shaquille O'Neal book, which yeah. is my hero. Yeah. I've read an autism book, which yeah. my son is autistic. Right. I've read a hip hop book mm. with Narsi and some uh, KRS books mm. and stuff like that. Mm. So mainly this is it, you know, and Lord of the Flies. La. Yeah, that's you, the book. And, and, and you can go back to that book for years because that's, yeah, so that's, yeah. that's some science yeah, yeah. in that book. 
as long as you're reading, you know, mm. and then from there, once people start reading, they can then find out what they're interested in. Correct. And then from there, you, you kind of sharpen your focus on what you like and what you don't like. Right. I mean, I started reading like mystery books, but mystery books talks a lot about society. So, so I then started reading about more about social problems and mm. stuff, like, like music as well. Like, yeah. you know, there's a music tree, right? You know, so you don't start with black thoughts straight no. away. Yeah, <laughs> you have exactly. to kind of work, you work your way up to that you. level. Said, if if one if someone wants to get into journalism, what mm. does she or he have to do? Right, keep writing, huh? Yeah, look, I mean, there's different thoughts to this, right? I don't think that you have to first be officially called a journalist in order for you to start writing. You know what I mean? This is where bloggers come from, no? Yeah. Like, in a way, no? Exactly. I mean, the thing do, is... Do you, do you think that bloggers are journalists? It depends. Okay. okay. It depends on what the intention is. Ah. To be honest with you, right now, we're living in a time where journalists, content creators, yes. we don't even know what that term, yes, you, know, yes. you know, what that term means. I mean, you do also the 60 second weekend thing. Yeah, every now and then. It's yes. kind of cool. I like yeah. that. Salute mm. to you for doing that. Well, I think Because I think a visual is much more stronger. But also we see we're learning that. So like now we're living in an age, man, where we as journalists have to kind of like yeah, learn yeah. new skills. Yeah. I mean, I'm still struggling with social media. My Instagram game is relatively strong. Okay. My Twitter game, you know, but my Facebook game, my Facebook is dying, bro. Saeed, uh, you know, uh, an Eritrean brother who was based in, in Australia for like, I don't know, nine, ten years. So, so lived in uh, Australia for 20 years. And then came here to Dubai, to the UAE, someone who's, uh, I considered legendary, man. That's my opinion. Ah, bro. This is, no, seriously, because I think there's a lot of heroes out there, bro, that, that are not known. They're mm. not like, they're not talked about a lot. Mm. You're one of those people, for I sure. Think for you, bro. No, for sure, man. You know, look, alhamdulillah, man, everyone is trying to do their own thing. But the reason why I really wanted to get you here to say thank you, man, for everything you do. Keep writing and keep supporting us because, man, we need you. Any artist out there, you know, that's doing interesting work, that's new work, just reach out to me. You know, I'm very, you know, I'm... I'm You're reachable, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, reachable. I will get back. And it doesn't even, even have to be, you know, for an interview. If it's mm. just like, you know, you want some advice or some contacts on, you know, where to go. And, and I tell you that for a fact. I know I was at Seoul DXP one time and you were interviewing the yes. producer. Mohasana 4. No, not Mohasana. Uh, there was a... He's dope, oh, he's dope. I love Mohasana. Yeah. Oh, Ch child. Oh, oh Chicago. BJ, the Chicago Yes. Kid? Yeah. B, B, uh, B, uh, BJ. BJ, the Chicago kid. Yes, yes. And I was trying to get into him. You just simply said, I know the people, I hook you up with them. Yeah. And and by the way, it nearly happened. It's just yeah. a matter of just the timing did it. Yeah. But you were very, I mean, going to the point where you share information. He does that. So yeah. you can just reach out. Yeah, we have to share, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's interesting time, I think. You know, and you would know this. You know, we interview these young artists that are coming here, yeah. right? I mean, how do they kind of feel in terms of, is it a good time to release music? Did it kind of feel like, you know, that this is the time? I think there's definitely something really cool with music here. What I don't like and mm. what I've been vocal about mm. is I don't think these guys are getting enough opportunities, man, in terms of performing live. If one of the guys put together a gig right now, mm. you get barely like 50, 100 people showing up. That's a problem. We need to put these guys in a mass level. Like, you know, when Soul DXBs happen, mm. it's kind of cool because people are already there. Like right. when Pusha T performed it, and so, yes, yes. you know, people obviously came for him. And it was an amazing moment mm. when he brought in Mo Flow because yeah. they have that track together. That's right. I felt honored yes. and I felt proud. This is a guy I know for like 15 years. Yes. And all of a sudden, Pusha T is like, 
Shout out to Mo Flo, get yeah. on stage. That's yeah. big for us. Yeah. So like, do we need more events? We need to put these artists on a more commercial uh, stream level. Like for example, mm. you know Daniel Aridi, who's a singer, yes. he just opened for the Backstreet Boys. That's right. And there's Omar Afuni as well, who's a Lebanese artist, yeah. opened for the Backstreet Boys. They got a lot of exposure. Yes. Not exposure, like followers. They got like 300, 400 followers following right. them after that. And Aridi's dope. I mean, he has a great Aridi's voice. Very, he has a very yeah. interesting as well. He has a and he's voice. been working very hard as well. Yeah, uh, quietly too, man. Quietly. You know, he you doesn't, know, so. you know. These things, man, matter. But listen, at the end of the day, man, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us, man. It's an and, absolute and, pleasure. And, and any last words you'd like to say for Buckle Up? Keep creating, keep, keep writing. Keep that hat. Uh, you know, and, and reach out if I can help. And, Your social media hits. And what's my, what's my Instagram? Uh, Saeed underscore Saeed squared. underscore squared. Oh, Saeed, that's Saeed. Saeed. squared. That's, huh? Because it's Saeed Saeed, bro. Oh, that's got bars right here. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my. <laughs> yes, you know. So, dope, yes, dope. so, reach out for that. And again, if I can help with anything, let me know. And reach out, you know, anything that this big ass is doing to help the guy out. You know, we're all in this together. Keep creating. You know we're, what I mean? We're and reach out. Right Chat to you soon, my friend. Say, thank you so much. Assalamualaikum, man. Shout out to you, Eritrea. We don't want to. Oh God, look, crossing roads is not a good thing. Assalamualaikum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, peace and love, guys. Say, Saeed. Big House Buckle Up, episode 5.